You're listening to the A3K Network on Anime3000.com. Warning. The views and opinions expressed by this producer are not necessarily the views and opinions expressed by Anime 3000, its producers, partners, or affiliates. Listener discretion is advised. Hi there, ladies and gentlemen. Before we begin today's episode, I need to fill you in on a little something-something. Today's episode was actually mired by a myriad of technical problems. Something happened in the recording. We're not quite sure what happened. Originally, this episode was going to be scrapped because the audio issues are basically uneditable until we listen to them. Uh, Considering what this episode is about... We couldn't have asked for more perfect technical issues. So, the the guys, basically, after letting them know what happened to the audio, their response was, Leave that shit in! I don't mess with perfection. So, this episode is going to ha- be tinged with audio problems. And yet, we kept them all in. Why? Because when you're doing an episode about something that's spun off a creepypasta and you have audio issues that sound like this, you fucking leave them in. It's too fucking perfect. It's beautiful. We couldn't have asked for more. You'll know what I mean when you hear them. Until then, enjoy the show. Welcome to the other side, the only anime podcast with balls of steel. I'm Cody Byer. I'm Max Vader. I'm Andrew Erickson. And we're going to be debuting a new feature on the show. Every week we start talking about whatever the fuck before we get into the topic. Well, not every week, but a lot of the time. So we're going to dedicate the beginning of each show to talking about a little something that's been happening with us. Some controversy or maybe something we heard or some little extra news or shit we want to advertise or shit we just want to mention before we get started. It's basically the it's basically the same thing what we do on the podcast all the time except now there's a name for it. Exactly. Now it's a little more organized and structured. We're like professionals. We're going to call this segment, Did You Hear This Shit? So, hey guys, did you hear this shit? Jew Wario's dead. Wow. Oh, no. Yeah, um, a lot of you folks may have heard of this. This podcast comes out like a week later, so it was last week. But yeah, uh, Jew Wario, one of the few decent contributors to That Guy with the Glasses who left uh, some months ago, shot himself. Don't really know why. The situation was kind of fucked up. I mean, with his wife right outside the room trying to talk him out of it. That's got to be fucking rough. You know, you're doing all that, you're trying to get him to not do it, and then all of a sudden you hear that blam. I No word yet on why he did it. It's pretty fucked up. I mean, I can't... Maybe something was going on with that guy. He was keeping a secret, but he was damn good at keeping a secret. Could every, everybody said he was, like, really fucking happy and peppy, and he always seemed happy and peppy. And yeah. on that guy with the glasses right now, one of the newest fucking videos is some video someone did with Jew Wario. Huh. She's like freaky. And the the cinema snob actually like wrote a little eulogy for him, which is interesting in two ways. Uh, one in that he very much confirms what everyone else has said, namely that Jew Warrior seemed like a very cheerful person, 
Yeah, nice guy. Likes to talk with everyone. He actually planned on doing some other stuff with a cinema snob. And they were hoping to meet each other again, like, in a few weeks or something like that. And uh, so it's interesting in that regard, because it also shows again how uh, unexpected this was. And there's also the fact that uh, the picture that Brad Jones ended up using for this uh, for this little piece of text was a picture of Suburban Knights. Yeah, you're dressed as Gareth the Goblin King. Could have found a better picture. Yeah. I mean, not not to sound uh, callous or anything, but is is that really how you want him to be remembered as? the guy who participated in one of the worst web videos in the history of mankind. Yeah, so I was like, you had to... There, you really couldn't have found a better picture, just you and him together, maybe smiling or something. You had to screenshot you in goofy outfits for a ridiculous video. Not, not to mention video. That, that, that fucking outfit, which involved him putting, like, a sausage down his pants. Yeah, that's not the most dignified way to remember the dead. Yeah, really. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck. I mean, it it had to have been just a spur of the moment thing instead of uh, premeditated. I don't. I, but to do that spur of the moment to grab a gun, where did he get the gun? I mean, yes, he owned it, but I mean, he just um, America. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. He doesn't. On first glance, just doesn't seem like the guy that's. Exercising his Second Amendment rights, he doesn't. I mean, that whole that guy, the Glass Crew. I would be stunned if any of them owned a firearm, except maybe Linkara, who's probably well, got apparently a... he did. Yeah, that's that. But was... uh, but, but either way, it's uh, that's bizarre. That's, that's some... No, it's that that's probably that's probably what what kind of makes it so, in a sense, kind of kind of so fitting that he was like apparently like this really cheerful person. Because a lot of times when that sort of thing happens, it's often from the people where you'd least expect it. And it's all always pretty much quite sudden. Like, uh, Albert Camus actually wrote about the entire topic. And, like, for example, one example he mentioned was, like, of a 20-year-old football player. A guy was incredibly successful, had a great career, wonderful fiancé, was financially well-off, loving parents, all that... And yet, despite all that, one day he just went up to the train station and threw himself in front of a train and died. That is so... Just like that. It's just so... I keep saying this, but it is. It's so bizarre. It's... Yeah, that is, that is what, uh, what Camus then characterized as what he called the absurdity of life and basically argued that this sort of feeling, if you want to call it that... Like this sort of realization can can hit you basically at any moment, uh, walking down the street or anything like that, and either you cope with this feeling in some way, or you decide that, or you can't, in which case you essentially then kill yourself. Because as as he says, like as as mysterious as some of these occurrences might be. All suicides are essentially an admission that you are in some way unable to deal with continuing on living. I mean, it, it's still, though, it, it's bothersome in, in that uh, it's, it's selfish. I mean, you're not thinking of all the people you're hurting by doing this. You're not thinking of, of 
you know, the, the aftermath, because you don't have to live through it. So you don't have to suffer the consequences. You don't think, you don't think about, you know, the ramifications of what you're doing. You just, you know, for whatever reason, you do, it's, it's a little selfish, but. Well, there's, there's always two options in these kind of scenarios. Either you, uh, either you didn't think of it at the time, which I think is the less likely one in most of them, or as in the case with Juwario, because there was no way that he hadn't known, given the scenario that his wife described, it's that you just don't care. And or rather, you don't, you don't care enough to dissuade you from doing it anyway. And if that's the case, then he, that's, I don't want to speak ill of the dead so soon, but if that's the case, and he just didn't care, and he just went and hurt people, and hurt his wife, and hurt everything, and hurt everyone like that without, you know, just callously like that, that's, uh, as I said, that's negative. There's a negative view of that. Because I can understand, like, you know, sometimes it happens, like, maybe you've got a chemical imbalance, because that happens, like, like someone's got maybe clinical depression or something's wrong with their head and they, you know, folks might not have even known and then they kill themselves and there's nothing you could have done. Like they just the imbalance was so great that they're just beyond ration, uh, rational thought and reason and it just happens. That could have been what happened. Maybe he had something we didn't know about because, you know, that's not something you go around sharing. Maybe he had some something diagnosable. I don't know. Could be, or maybe it could just, or maybe it could also be that, could also be kind of the way that uh, Camus described most of these things. Like, this was basically like a like a build up of things over the years, pretty much. And sometimes all it takes is like one, perhaps like relatively minor incidental thing, and to basically like set that off. You know, like something that breaks a dam. I mean. We might find out in this coming week, you know, by the time that this episode goes up online, this discussion might be, you know, outdated and we'll already know why he did it. But as of this recording, we have no idea. We are stumped. So, I mean, R.I.P. Jew Warrior, poor little thing on the ground for you. I mean, the obvious joke is, you know, the wrong member of that site killed themselves. But still, it's it's sad that it happened. It shouldn't have happened. Yeah. yeah. So, Godspeed. Well, the obvious joke was an Eminem reference, which I'm not going to do. <laughs> uh, so, your condolences to his family. Yep. Condolences to his wife. Godspeed, everybody. I hope you pull through. We're, we here at the other side, our hearts go out to you. Nothing but sympathies. So, that out of the way, let's get out from the ever-so-cheerful debut of this little format to our topic of discussion. Now, folks, perhaps some of you out there may have heard of the SCP Foundation. The SCP Foundation, for those who don't know, which I suspect is like half of our viewership, because, again, much of our audience are people that aren't super into geek shit. SCP Foundation is sort of a spin-off of this whole creepypasta idea. Uh-huh. It is a fictional organization... That is dedicated to, I guess, capturing, uh, quarantining, and studying paranormal and supernatural beings, artifacts, locations. Yeah. You see, like, SCP is an initialism, which stands for Secure, Contain, Protect. Yeah. And it, re- it is a, 
what it actually is in real life is a wiki where people contribute SCPs, individual ones, which are the items, or we'll just use the term items for convenience, that they have in their possession and have cataloged. Uh, these range from anything from uh, strange objects, cursed objects, monsters trying to kill people, um, bizarre Sometimes paranormal phenomena. Yeah, helpful stuff, paranormal phenomenon. Sometimes like a whole area. Yeah. It's contributed to by many different writers, so you have a varying degree of quality. I would say, however, the the average level of quality is actually pretty good. You have a good chance of picking a random SCP and getting an entertaining read. Yeah, they have really good quality control, too, which is something I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, the difference, I'd say, I'd say the difference between this and Creepypasta is, A, the format. It, each page reads like an official document, as if you are either remember this foundation or you access their files. But you do not have, like, top-level clearance. Like, you're not one of the guys. They're called the Overseers, O5. They're, like, the guys that run the foundation. They've got the highest-level clearance. You don't have their level clearance. So things will be redacted. Data will be expunged here and there. And they use that to add, you know, when it's done right, it's used to add an air of mystery and a feeling like this is... A bigger, de- even an even bigger deal than what you're already reading because the top brass said you can't know this. Yeah. And uh, when it's when it's done wrong, it means that either it's so obs- either it's so obscured that you have no idea what the SCP is even supposed to be, or in most cases it's so blatantly obvious what is behind these data expunge tags that you might as well not bother in the first place. Well, sometimes I mean that's not an issue because it'll be things like dates. Or yeah. people's names. Now, the, the like I said, the aver- on average it's good, but when it's bad, it's really bad. Oh my! <laughs> like we're talking bad. We're gonna get into the bad, but let me tell you something, folks. When it's good, you're hooked. That's a good ass read. Those good ones, that's good shit. They're creative. They're fun to read. I wouldn't say they're scary. I don't think any of uh, yeah, I wouldn't say any of us would say that any of the SCPs are legitimately scary. Like, have any of you actually been scared by these things? No. Uh, I'll, I'll be actually getting into this later, like what I think is like the inherent problem with creepypastas, this included. But yeah. I, I think we should perhaps first cover the good ones because that'll be shorter. Actually, the list that Andrew has provided, I think the good ones are longer. Yeah, there's more good than bad. Yeah, that's that's because like the most of the bad ones really tend to blur together, and there aren't really so many standout bad ones. Yeah, um, but like I said, I'd say every five out of ten is a good read, and then out of those other five, three are excellent and three are terrible. I'd say that's a good approximation. No, uh, something wrong with that. Um, the good, I, I think. Uh, you can really go on and on about the good, so I think we'll talk a little bit about the good ones. Some of the good ones, go to the bad ones, then go back to the good ones to wash the taste out of our mouths, because one of them is so bad. <laughs> it's yeah. like the person that wrote it should be beaten up. It's that bad. Like, I'm talking I'm talking schoolyard bullies, swirlies, wedgies, good old fisticuffs, whoever wrote it. You <laughs> suck as a person. I don't like you much. Um, but let's talk about some good ones. One of my probably I'd say maybe we could all agree. I don't know. Maybe you're I'm 
um, to overstep my bounds, but I think we could agree the best, if not one of the best, the best, at least to me, and I think maybe you guys agree, is SCP-610, The Flesh That Hates. Yes, that is a very good one, and that's in the uh, the list here. Oh, yeah, that, that thing. Yes, I should clarify, um, the, the each SCP is classified by three cl- classes. Safe, Euclid, and Keter. I don't remember what Euclid and Keter mean. I think whether they... It's, it's well, uh, safe, safe safe is something that you can just lock away and ignore it, and you'll be fine. Uh, Euclid objects require, I think, monitoring or some special uh, well, I think Euclid, procedure. I think safe, safe won't harm you unless maybe if you fuck with it too much. Right, yeah. You, Euclid means um, you have to sort of enter it or activate it. You have to start it up for its effects to happen. Some of these uh, not, can lead not to... always, but but Euclid is more like it has very unusual and possibly dangerous properties, yeah. or needs is... to be handled in a very very specific way. Right. It's basically it's dangerous. Keter is actively malicious. Like this needs to be contained and stopped. Keter will try to kill you and possibly everything else ever if it. Yeah. Yeah. For, it's for like um... sake, they had, for example, like a few objects that were <coughs> like, for example, that actively like killed people through their very presence and they still didn't classify it as Keter. Because you had because to go... the body count wasn't high enough. Yeah, and yeah like the first uh, the first SCP, the statue that kills people, it doesn't have any sort of uh, consciousness so it's not Keter, it's Euclid. Yeah. Like that's just yeah, a property it has. it could potentially kill everyone. Right, but it's perfectly predictable. So... Whereas the flesh that hates SCP-610 is classified Keter. This thing oh, has an ex- yeah, it expands and it brings more and more things into it. This thing has an extensive article with extensive logs. You will be reading this thing for hours and you'll enjoy every minute of it. The gist of it is it's like a plague that causes flesh growths. First it kills you, and then it causes like flesh growths to burst out of you. And the picture on the article is fantastic. I don't know where they found it. I don't want to know, because I want to associate it with this SCP. It's a fantastic-looking fucking picture. Um, it, it basically just causes like this fleshy shit to grow on everything and expand. And it took over like a bunch of small towns in Russia... That one thing they have on the picture looked kind of like a flesh artwork. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, it's just it. Then they have the whole logs of like going into the towns that were affected. They've got the whole area quarantined now, and they've they uh they've gone into the areas that are infected. And there's logs of it. And they found like underground tunnels full of this flesh, and they like destroyed a few towns that were infected, and then it caused a reaction from whatever's underground that's causing it. And there's, like, a human-looking dude at the center of it. I don't know. It was ambiguous there. But there's something, like, some... There was, like, buildings underground that were, like, pulled underground, I guess, or something. Oh, there was. Yeah, there was a church underground where it all seems to stem from. Yeah, I, did, I didn't catch that part because I kind of got bored halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, there was, uh, they, did, they sent a couple of drones in there. It's pretty good. Uh, they're still unlogged. They haven't written yet. I guess they're actually in the process because I don't remember these long logs the last time I saw this SCP. So I guess these are new. Um, but there's one log that they haven't finished yet. 
and it's basically like sending drones into to see actual expeditions. They have these guys that are like class personnel. They're like convicts secretly because they like work. They the government much like people on death row. Yeah, the government like kind of is aware of the foundation and works with them and. Yeah. yeah, those kind of or like um, people that were foundation staff that fucked up royally, and instead of getting fired, you get demoted to D class, yeah. and D class which all which get killed within one month of using them. Yeah, D class is basically uh, the the human guinea pigs. Yeah, they're the guys if you want to just you need people to handle this thing that will probably kill you. You get the D class to do it. Yeah, actually, the the foundation has like a little side note that says. In the event that it should be necessary that you need more D-class, but there aren't enough people on death row, they can be pulled from the general population. Yeah. Uh, which is, ooh, spooky. Spooky, scary skeletons. Yeah, anybody could be grand. Well, well they're trying oh, to establish yeah. the foundation isn't necessarily the, the good guys. Yeah, it, I, I think the, the uh, guide to writing an SCP described it best. The foundation is, they're not cruel, but they're cold. Like, they're coldly professional. Like, we're dealing with shit that could end the world. We don't care about your civil rights. Yeah. That, that's actually, like, another thing that we'll probably have to get into shortly later. Yeah, because some... talk about the bad stuff, because some... the way that the foundation is portrayed is inconsistent between articles. Yeah. Uh, the, the, in terms of canon with these SCPs, there's so many. It, it, it's impractical to try to takes so much to heart. Yeah, there's almost 2,000, I think, at this point. Uh, yeah. No way, almost... Almost 3,000. No, no, it's almost 2,000. They haven't started Series 3 yet. Ah, I see. But, yeah, it's it, they're, they're pushing 2,000. That's how many there are. So, well, at, you know, th there's no point in... Uh, I, I guess you, you would have to... You, you have to treat it. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna look how fucking smarmy I am. You have to treat it like your average religious person treats the Bible and pick and choose the parts you want to believe. I'm <laughs> smart. Well, they kind of the encourage that. A kind of apt comparison. Yeah, with all the contradictions uh, and different sources. There's a lot of quote unquote passages that contradict each other. Yeah, and this kind of does too. But 610, I would say if if I'm gonna re recommend anybody read any of them, read 610. It's got you got the logs, you got the extensive uh, main page, excellent that awesome picture that just greets you right when you click the article. Like, hey, you're in for a treat. 610, flesh that hates, definitely I would say the best one. Um, when you guys tell tell the folks about another good one. Okay, well I might as well talk about my favorite personal favorite, which really is uh, well it isn't actually. SCP technically my favorite is actually kind of what you might consider in a sense fan fiction and it is from Duke Till Dawn Duke Till Dawn yeah what that is is it's basically like see there's like a bunch of pages that aren't SCP specifically but they're rather about the personnel of the foundation and the kind of stuff that they like either do during work or downtime or whatever and Duke Till Dawn, in short, is essentially like a one of the termination protocols, which is uh, the Foundation trying to kill off one of the dangerous SCPs. In this case, it was like some sort of vampire Mary Sue character that some dude had made. It was like, you know, so badass, you guys, and like fucking awesome. So they decided to kill him off, and 
the the guy that was supposed to terminate him basically is basically is batshit insane and therefore uses like the most roundabout ridiculous methods to kill him including shooting him with silver bullets and splashing him with cat urine which his reasoning for this was that even if the silver bullets don't kill him at least af- afterwards he'll still be the one drenched in cat piss mm-hmm. and uh yeah, like, uh, like uh, of course, everything goes horribly wrong, and he basically, like, improvises a whole bunch of shit and ends up killing the SCP at the end. Uh, and he then, through a bunch of circumstances, ends up riding the uh, lizard SCP. The best thing to ever involve the lizard. Which we should probably talk about. Yeah, which is, we should probably talk about, because the guys on that side fucking love that fucking thing. Yeah. Six uh, eight two. Which one is that? Like two thirty something? Uh, six. Yeah, six eighty two. Yeah. That's yeah. Six eighty two. Y'all don't like six eighty two. I'm indifferent to six eighty two. My issue with six eighty two. Six eighty two is inherently not bad. What six eighty two basically is is a dragon. It's roundaboutly never described as such. It's hard it's called, to kill. On the, on the list, the unkillable lizard. Yeah. Yeah. 682 is basically a dragon. Um, it is this big lizard thing that is super powerful, super smart, and they keep trying to find ways to kill it. But if you fail to kill it with something, it adapts to whatever you just tried, and whatever you just tried won't even work anymore. Kind of like Doomsday from DC Comics. Uh there's, they have a whole thing where like they're uh, they're afraid to try too something that would be too effective on it. Like they're afraid to try nuking it because if it doesn't die, it just evolved to the point where it can withstand a nuclear blast. Although like, acid they're afraid of what some. happens if it don't work. So they're baby. Yeah, but yeah. it always just regenerates. Yeah, and it's always like different types of acid apparently. Yeah. Yes. Ah, well, even even if they don't like it's it's not like it'll. Like inca- you can still incapacitate it even with stuff that you've pre- previously used, yeah. but you just can't kill it with it. Yeah. yeah. So there was actually kind of a funny one that they that they had, which involved that another one that they really love, which is like a basically like a statue that kills you as soon as you break eye contact with it. Like blinking is apparently enough for that. And what they did is they they put the lizard and that thing in the same room, and they used a sniper to shoot out its eyes. And so the lizard reacted to this by growing a whole bunch of bulletproof eyes all over his body. Yeah. And it's and it's kind of implied that for whatever incomprehensible reason, that uh, wooden statue is apparently like the only thing that he's really scared of. Well, because it can straight up kill him. Like, it, like if he didn't, he I, he generally knows. The, the dragon is basically aware of the other SCPs. Like, it's, it's in the know of whatever cosmic shit is about. So it knew about what the statue was and is generally afraid of it because it knows that it can instantly kill... that the statue can instantly kill him if he doesn't look at it. It's actually kind of funny, though, if you consider it like a... Like, this, the statue can kill him, <laughs> but fucking God cannot. Yeah. Or rather, will not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one of the SCPs is God. 
Um, perhaps. Perhaps, yes. It's, it's implied he might be, but it could also be that he's just some sort of malicious being that can warp reality and is trying well, to gather information on other SCPs. It's fitting yeah, because Satan is one of the researchers. Yeah. Uh, one, yeah, there's there's several reoccurring, uh, like, the boss scientists, I guess you could call them. They're like the head of all the other researchers. Yeah, which are named after the guys who uh, wrote them. I guess you can't really call them Mary Sue's because they've been, the characters themselves have been co-opted by, by so many different writers and involved by so many different people um, that they've basically taken on a life of their own. Yeah. But the initial, I could just say the initial names of the scientists came from the screen names, I guess, or at least pen names of yeah. the the initial, like the first SCP writers and the people that are like admins at the site. Pretty much. Um, and one of them, Dr. Clef, named, full name Treble Clef, which is an obvious alias, is implied to be Satan. Like, sort of subtle, sort of not. Like, if you read enough, you'll get it. He's basically the devil. Um, yeah, and I mean, uh, actually, in in one of the in one of the other termination protocols, I don't remember which one it was, but it was basically like some sort of teenage emo reality warper, who pretty much like, for, as, amongst other things, like basically like made girls want to have sex with him. Basically, the termination thing, they had, they had done some cleanup because some SCPs were what these guys call X Man syndrome, where people just make a Mary Sue character with all these powers. Yep. And so they said, we got to get rid of these things. These suck. They're making our wiki look bad. So they did termination log. The problem is some of the termination logs also got out of hand, and even they said we've become what we hate. And and <laughs> yeah, that really. Duke Till Dawn thing, I think, was what, what was what made them step back and go, okay, we've gone too far. Yeah, it's, it it really kind of is, but that, that's that's why that's why why I actually like really like it so much because it's so incredibly ridiculous. Uh, in a in a good way, you might say. You know, it's it's like one of the very few things on the SCP wiki that, aside from the joke SCPs, of course, that doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah. And I'm I'm so fucking. Uh, again, I'll get to that, so I'll restrain myself now. But I'm I'll just say I'm so fucking sick of creepy pastas <laughs> forever. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah. And that termination protocol of that teenage emo guy basically, like, had uh, Clef go into his room and, like, talked with him for a bit. And at one point, he put on music. And the music that he put on was Rolling Stone's Sympathy for the Devil. And he even literally said to the guy, like, uh, please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth and taste. <laughs> it's like okay, okay, guys, we get it. Like at that point, you're just fucking hammering it into our skulls. Yet, I mean, it was blatantly obvious enough when you did that stuff with Lilith, and you kind of implied that that uh, Catholic uh, underage succubus girl that has to suck dick to survive. <laughs> oh my god, it's asteroid. Anyway, <laughs> like she is like his daughter or whatever the fuck. But this is not exactly subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, basically, he's the devil. Pretty much. And one of the SCPs is God, or maybe God. It's it's ambiguous, and I like ambiguous. Uh, Actually, Clef kind of has a sort of Joker thing going on because he has pretty much every time he talks about his past, it's something completely different. Yeah. 
Like, like for example, like one time uh, when he's when he's talking with Kondraki, he tries to ex- he try basically tries to tell him that he's sort of an anti-reality warper, mm-hmm. like that he used to warp reality, but then just decided to fight reality warpers instead, and that's why he joined the foundation and yada yada yada, and. Uh, and, you know, the Kondoraki basically answered him by saying, you know, I'm going to need a shovel. Why is that? To dig myself out of that heap of bullshit you've piled on me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, the termination protocols are basically stories of them cleaning up the shitty SCPs. And usually they're done humorously because it's a fuck you to these shitty SCPs. Yeah. Usually they'll kill, like, your Mary Sue in the most humiliating and fuck them of ways. Yeah. Ironically enough, they have a joke SCP that actually is a Mary Sue. Yeah. Which is, which is like, the, the guy is, like, super computer genius, and yet, like, the physique <laughs> and of a rat boy with a backwash baseball cap. The joke SCPs are usually good. Like, the yeah, one that's... I, I, um... One of them is fire. <laughs> just, just fire. And the laws are written as if, as if it was, like, by cavemen. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that one. That was the best one. Uh, well, one, of, one of them, for example, like, featured an experimentation log with one of them, like, pouring water on a stick and then putting a piece of meat on it and holding it into it. And it says, like, as far as the results, like, meat very tasty, such and such promoted to witch doctor. <laughs> I mean, I haven't thought about that one in a while. That's a good one. And there's the one yeah. that's a crayon drawing of um, the lizard, right? And it's titled "The Bestest Lizard Ever." <laughs> like, um, like it shows six eight two eating a bunch of scientists with the caption, "He can do anything." <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much taking the piss out of six eight two. That's great. Or one of the other joke SCPs is the sun. <laughs> I don't think I ever read that one. And and one of the, they try to basically destroy it. Like first they try to destroy it with just a regular fire extinguisher. <laughs> then they then they p- do that again, except the D class personnel has to have, wear like a fire retardant suit. Then when that doesn't work, they propose to build a fire extinguisher the size of Jupiter. Uh, then after that plan got. Uh, got cancelled, they decided to build like a kilometer long like light years long hose which they uh, which they intended to use like the, the oceans to to extinguish the sun, but that didn't work so uh, and they sent the several thousand one, probably uh, the funniest one was they took like almost 2,000 D-class personnel and told them to stop, drop and roll yeah <laughs> And it says, like, didn't work, like, all of them, like, burnt. <laughs> yeah, it's, the joke was pretty good. But, uh, Andrew, why don't you tell the folks a good one? All right. Pick one. Sorry, you you couldn't hear me there? Uh, how about, uh, 953? It's in there, the, the soon. Uh, it's kind of neat because some of these are based on uh, mythological creatures. Yeah, like showing how the Foundation deals with these uh, things from myths. And, um, well, I, I guess I couldn't call it the Kitsune because it hates that. And these of the contours of you of said agent and succeed in the systematic murder of the Yeah, it does tie.
which, uh, which is actually there's like an elongated log of this uh, of this SCP, which is an interview of one of the guy who had in, guys who had initially captured it. And in short, what had happened is that they basically like went to its house and it basically like treated them as guests and gave some some rice and meat and shit. And uh, then at night, when one of the three guys went out to take a piss, he saw like the uh, fox chick basically giving one of the other three guys like a blowjob, and then she uh, bit it off. And then after a few like after letting him stew with that for for a few seconds, she then like ripped out his liver and ate it. And uh, then the one dude basically like ran back. Into the into the cabin to wake the third guy, and oh no! Then it turns out that like what they had eaten was actually like just rotting flesh and maggots, and she had used like some sort of illusion powers or whatever, and then a whole bunch more shit happens and people die and all oh, the horror, and then it basically like turns out that this one guy like has pretty much like Stockholm syndrome for this thing, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it, it's based on actual uh, old stories about these things. I mean, I can kind of forgive it. It's it's a better concept, at least, than um, one of the ones we'll get to. You know, the Montauk. Uh, Should we just start with that and get it out of the way? Oh, God. I mean, just uh, let it rip. <laughs> I'm actually not sure if that is... Arcade probably is the worst one, but there's one that's almost as bad. But yeah, let's let's just let's let's fucking do this shit. SCP-231. Yeah, the worst thing on the entire side. Like, remember when we said when the when it gets bad, it gets bad. Well, that might have been a little bit too subdued. Like, when it gets bad, it gets really fucking horrible. Uh, uh, I'm, actually, I'm gonna, tell him. I'm I'm gonna read like. A short little excerpt here, and I almost don't need to say anything different than that. Description. SCP-2317 is a such-and-such female between blank and blank years of age, and first one is a one-digit number. Which shouldn't technically be that bad. I mean, you can still do like SCPs with little kids. But the thing is this. Uh, this this SCP thing the idea behind this one is basically this like this is like a kid that they rescued from a satanic cult and uh, it like constantly gives birth to monsters unless they carry out a certain procedure and this has happened six times and apparently like the monsters get like stronger and more powerful every every time and if the seventh one and the last, which is the last one, would allow be allowed to be born, it would be basically spelled at the end of the world. So they have to constantly carry out a specific procedure that they have learned from like the documents of the Satanists that had this fucking child, and uh, they they constantly got to do this in order to prevent this sort of demon abomination from being born. And they can't kill her either because then the demon would also be born. So they have to do this, and. Uh, yeah, this uh, this specific procedure is <clears throat> well. They they call it Procedure 110 Montauk, and 
all you really need to know is this little um, blurb here. Six Class D personnel with backgrounds as convicted sex offenders are to be assigned to SCP blah 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 each month for the purposes of carrying out Procedure 110 Montauk. Violent criminals are not to be used for this purpose due to the possibility of accidental fatality during the process. So yeah, what they're doing to suppress this fucking thing is they're having this uh, having this little girl basically be raped by uh, convicted sex offenders over and over again in order to traumatize her into not giving birth to a demon. And since the procedure apparently got less effective over time, because you know, if you torture a person for long enough, they are, after all eventually like break and it kind of settles in. What they're doing is, after every fourth time that they've done this, they give her an amnesiac so she forgets, and then they do it all over again. You gotta do it all over again. Yeah. You're gonna do it all, all over again. Ugh. And this is uh, I mean, by I mean, my the count. The author tries to bullshit around this by saying, like, it's not what you think, it's actually much but no, it's rape. This article, by the way, is, at least by my count, the fourth or fifth highest rated article on the whole site. So, yeah, it is. So whoever is upvoting these articles, you also suck. Yeah. It, uh, it actually has, like, it actually has some bonus content, if you will. Because... Uh, as it has been pointed out on our good buddies, TV Tropes, uh, it has a few little asides, which you can't, technically you can't read them. However, there, there actually is a way to do it. And that way is you basically got to look into the, into the text of the, of the page itself, like the... I don't know what you call that. Like the source code? Yeah, like the, the source code, pretty much. Like view source, click in view source? Yeah, if you click view view source, you find, uh, like, a bunch of things. Uh, like, there's, a, there's like, a, like, a hidden line at the end of the 05 report, which suggests, like, a different reason this thing hasn't been cured yet. And the second Easter egg is, like, a poem by a doctor who has, uh, like, treated this, this fucking child. And uh, yeah, it's it's like actually I'm gonna gonna take a take, take a look at these things right now. So while Max is doing that, I'm just basically gonna say this is the most bullshit attempt to be edgy I've ever seen. Yeah. This this reads like us trying to come up with like the ed- dumbest wannabe edgy scenario we can think of for an SCP. We say okay, it's, an, it's a little girl. And she's got to get raped on the daily, uh-huh. and uh, or she'll bring about the end of the world. Well, why don't they just kill her? Well, they can't because it'll happen anyway if they do. So no, they have to rape her. It's gotta be rape. Well, like, and no, it's it's not. Well, so they gotta rape the abort the demon with their dick. I mean, couldn't they just use something else? No, no, it's not aborted. It's the trauma of being raped, so it has to be rape. Well, she would eventually get used to it, wouldn't Well, then they use an amnesiac, so she gets traumatized all over again. Uh-huh. Yeah, I keep traumatizing her with rape or the world will end. The, the that's article. my SCP. <laughs> yeah. The article reads it. like someone was playing way too much fear and decided, you know what? This could be improved with rape. Yeah, by not by 
having you getting it by having the little girl get raped instead of the girl raping you. <laughs> uh, anyway. Don't remind me. So, um, see, there's, there's like two attendants to this thing. One of them is like a tech like a overseer council. Would be born. No, putting her out of her misery is not an option. Neither is drugging her. She has to be aware of what is going on for this to work. One final note, the Foundation does many distasteful things in the completion of our mission, but our mission is important enough that the price is one we must pay. Containment of this is one of our, our most dangerous duties, not because of any direct danger like the lizard, but because of the danger that our resolve will fail, that we allow ourselves to either let down our guard due to sympathy for the suffering of an innocent, or that we will allow ourselves to become monsters through the performance of monstrous acts. Just do your jobs and save the philosophizing for the shrink. Sincerely, O5. Which is ironic in the sense that this thing is actually pretty much doing that. Like, are we, like, allowed to let, like, innocent suffer? <laughs> you know, in the most ham-fisted, idiotic way possible. But the edgy, thing is, here's, yeah, here's the first thing, the, here's the first one of the Easter eggs. Uh, this O5, the, this Overseer 5 letter has one last line, which is literally impossible to read since it's size zero, but if you look in the source code, you can find it. And it says this, Don't believe it when they say they're trying to save her. Why would they bother? They've got exactly what they want, exactly where they want it. Which is supposed to imply that the Foundation is actually like playing right in the Satanist's hands by doing this. Because I guess it's sort of implied that the more they traumatize this girl, the more powerful the demon becomes. So it's like, oh no, they're actually doing directing and happy happy And the second one, the second one is believe it or not, even stupider. <laughs> and what it is is this: um, in the lower part, there's like one last addendum, where which is from where they had first figured out that they had to give her amnesiacs in order to return her to her standard emotional state so that she'd be more traumatized the next few times. Um, and it says, and then, like, the the doctor, like, one doctor, like, recommends, yeah, it seems to peak between the third and fourth performance, so it seems that it's more efficient if we administer the amnesiacs here, because the reasoning is the dread of anticipation of events seem to heighten emotional response for a time before familiarity with the procedure begins to lessen the efficiency of the treatment. So be administered once a week during the procedure, the calendar has been modified accordingly. And, you know, aside from your edginess, here's the Thing. In this in this little note, there are once again in font size zero percent. There is a poem actually, written by this doctor before he went crazy and killed himself. Because ooh, what it is is this: the doctor never tells his god which one he really seeks. Instead, he hides himself away and quietly. He weeps. Their god's own voice, he makes the choice, declaring with the word: "In fear and pain, let her remain, lest she be like the third." The doctor's gun ended his run as he put it to his ear. As she was defiled, the pity child, he gave it to his fear. Her memory, a fickle thing, the strongest shall endure. When her weeping starts to waver, their drugs make her mind pure. Edgy It would be funny yeah. if they could solve this by just giving her one of those uh, perfect health pills the Foundation has. Yeah, I wonder why they don't try. 
Yeah. Well, besides the fact there's a like total limited amount of them. Yeah. Actually, I just I just noticed there's a there's actually a bunch bunch more written uh, written in this like the like for example as far as the fonts go there's for example this in all caps you came here looking for secret messages didn't you it grabs onto you doesn't it the fascination the intrigue the mystery you keep searching for answers you're looking in the wrong place and the description of this thing has a bunch more lines that are in fonts by zero which are, you know, spooky, scary Satanism, and I'm going to quickly read them to you. <laughs> seven seals, seven rings, seven brides for the Scarlet King. They gather round the natal bed, the foolish and the wise. They fear the child yet to be born, whose voice shall rent the skies. The dragon waits in shadows, his breath will scorch the land. The hero in the castle draws his sword and makes his stand. The princess in the tower is hidden far away, but nothing under heaven can keep the groom at bay. They gather round with leering smiles, the soulless and the dead. Through her soul unbinds, the cruelest minds will keep her in bed. That is a broken rhyme, but disregarding that. Mm. The potter told his apprentice to prepare him seven jars. Six he made with grace and skill, the last his hands did mar. The Breton moon no more is howling, gun its morning black. In their dreams its face is prowling, come to take them back. Uh, the king is in his courting clothes, the bride are in their beds. The unborn princes wait in sleep to raise their eager heads. Six were broken by their binding. Six no more shall sing. Comes the seventh fool unwinding and all the bells will ring. When the first had given birth then all the birds did sing. Her screaming cries did shake the skies as she called out for her king. Uh, by doctor's blade the second bade alive into this world. Untimely hewn named the silent moon the king's red flag unfurled. Um, oh yeah. His bride, the third, remained unheard. Her cries for help ignored. She stopped her life with a serpent's knife and gave it to our Lord. And, 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 and what else we got? The fourth prepares a dagger and places it at her heart. The perfect cure cannot make pure what the king has set apart. The fifth one's crown was bearing down upon the fox's set. The den was thundered with mighty, mighty thunder and apocalypse beget. Uh, what does this actually say anything about the seventh one? Sixth one, apparently not. The seventh bride will break the tides. The moon no more will shine. There comes a day not far away. She'll birth death of time. And that's it. How much you want to bet the dude that wrote this has, wrote this has like, shiny black hair and stubble, possible near beard? And oh, listens I think the chances are above average. <laughs> and probably listen to a lot of <laughs> metal. Because I'd, I'd, I'd take money on that bet. I'd make a killing. You, you know, I'm kind of, right now, I'm kind of imagining, like, some sort of combination of an otaku astronaut's toy fanboy who's massively overweight and also a goth. <sighs> that sounds about right. No, no, I don't think he'd be an astronaut's toy fan because he thinks that making a kid is edgy. Oh, it's dark. Oh, so terrible. <gasps> It's a we're, we have to examine ourselves and what we would do. Is yeah, but, it? But, but seriously, this this guy spends more t- time on the subject of children being raped than we do. <laughs> so it's got to be something here. Yeah, it's uh, fuck this SCP. <laughs> it's just throwing in child rape to be edgy and then like. 
did all these, jump through all these, the kids, so. had to be right. Yeah, it's actually worse. Yeah, which is why they need pedophiles. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm buying that. Yeah. Also, yeah, I can't really, I can't really, like, think of much worse things than being repeatedly raped. Mm. Because, I mean, I I mean, I guess, uh, I guess there's, there's, like, sadistic torture, but the thing is, if you do torture too intensively, it'll kill you. Mm. And why would they need sex offenders for that? Exactly. You think they could just hire some guys from a Russian prison? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, he probably said that because he got a backlash over the rape thing, so he backtracked and bullshitted his way out of it. And, and you've got, yeah, and you've got, like, the, the, ooh, it's so, I'm not going to tell you exactly what it is, let your imagination wander, it's worse than you think, boogity, 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 boogity. Just look to Bocono Pico for inspiration. It's, It's rape, dude. You're not fooling anyone. You made an SCP where they gotta rape a little girl over and 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 over, and they gotta re-traumatize her. Ah, God, it's so fucking edgy. I cut myself. Oh, I'm bleeding out. Somebody help. And and that's the better scenario. The worst scenario is that he was actually like getting off on it. I mean, it's pretty obvious by the whole thing and his stupid poetry that he's trying to be edgy. Yeah, that that was actually hilarious. Wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, this is this motherfucker thinks he is writing some high shit. You're writing creepy yeah. pop, this motherfucker. Know your if, role. If, if the article was just that, it might actually be the funniest article on the entire website. Yeah. Unfortunately, it had to involve uh, Kitty fucking rape. lowly rape there. Yeah. You full of shit, buddy. <laughs> Ain't no one. There's, there's actually fan art of this chick. <laughs> Let me guess. She's all like. It's like crying. Okay, let's take a look. Oh my god, I'm exactly right! (laughs) (laughs) And it's poorly drawn. Yeah. Speaking of poorly drawn, here's another one. Man, why why do I always have to be right all the time? I'm sick of this shit. (laughs) Okay. She looks of age in that one. Even though she very obviously isn't. Oh boy. Can you hear her screams? Innocence lost. <laughs> no, D redacted, no. Do you have to catch it in the comments? I guess she's all like. Uh... <laughs> It's like a picture of like her from the Amazon have it. I like how it looks. The black box over one of his hands. Yeah. I like to think he's holding the redaction box itself. <laughs> that's what that's that's what's worse than rape that they do to you. They redact her vagina. <laughs> Something good. You know what's a good one? What? The racist alien. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tell me a little about the racist alien, Andrew. All right, well, um, <clears throat> the idea is that there's this uh, window in a house that gets fogged up and something from another planet or dimension writes on it. And so uh, the researchers start communicating with it and find out that it's this, like, basically alien redneck that hates humans for having skin and stealing its job. 
Yeah, he, he literally uses the exact same arguments that uh, that Zagulov raises usually. Like, some of my best friends are human. Just, we just don't want them marrying our daughters, <laughs> right? But if they're as good as us, why do they need skin? Am I right? What do you look like? They come in, they, they, come in, they take our jobs. I tell you, Doc, one of these days they're going to push us too far. Not that I'm saying we should get violent, but that's the natural result if the things keep going this way. <laughs> And yeah, that, what's what's funny about just like he, like the the alien things like like the the doctor on the other side who communicates with it is actually like uh, just like just like it because uh, like he he reacted pretty quickly when it asked like who he was so and he says what do you look like and he says like oh the usual you know like a bunch of feelers and and all that like and you and he just writes same. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's, that's a pretty funny one. Yeah. yeah. Another one I like was one of the early joke SCPs, which is simply bugs. <laughs> yeah. And then the whole thing, like, these are your fucking freaky, man. Yeah. And and the object class is Ketter. Oh, God, kill it! <laughs> Everyone agrees, this one's just fucking disgusting. <laughs> and then one of them's, like, in an upside-down cup, and it says successful containment. Yeah. Or, like, a. Uh... Every lag wants to destroy you. (laughs) Examination of any instance of SCP-6 requires steady and careful movements. Any surprise of it may get... Oh, shit, it's on your face! (laughs) (laughs) Now, let us talk about what I'm sure all three of us can also agree, aside from the flesh that hates, is one of the best ones. One of the, the upper echelon of SCPs. I'm talking, of course, about Clockworks. Oh, yeah, 914. Yeah. Clockworks is basically a massive machine. I was thinking, like, how big is this thing? It's like 18 square meters, it says. I don't know how long that is. I'm not good with the metric system. <laughs> I don't fucking know metrics. I'm American. I think, like, a meter is around three feet or something. It's fucking big. Yeah, it's, um, like, building-sized. Yeah. And in front of it is, like, uh, two, like, tube-shaped chambers connected to the two tubes that connect each other. And in the middle of the two tubes is a console. And the console is just like a, a setting that you turn. It's like an old tiny kind of machine. And the, the is, let me see, two large booths are connected via copper tubes to the main body of SCP-914 labeled intake and output. Between them is a copper panel with a large knob with a small arrow attached. The words rough, coarse, one-to-one, fine, and very fine are positioned at the points around the knob. Below the knob is a large key that winds the main spring. Basically, you put something in the input chamber. Then you close it, and then you set it to one of these things, and then you turn the key, and then something pops out the output. Yeah. And depending on what you said, like, it'll either be broken down, it'll be deteriorated or made lesser, it'll be a equal but different copy, or it'll, like, be refined in all these kind of weird ways. Yeah. And uh, apparently they don't experiment with living objects on the fine or very fine settings anymore because it apparently does something with it that is, uh, like, apparently, like, really terrible. Yeah, it's, it's, the data is expunged, but from, from gathering from the other logs, there's a shitload of logs of, like, experiments they did, stuff they put in there in the output. Yeah. And, like, from gathering the crazy shit that you got from putting on fine or very fine, you can kind of get the idea of why, of what those expunged was. Like, it was some kind of super monster. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and actually had like a few interesting asides. Like one of one of the experiments was just uh, like putting in a chessboard and putting in one to one and like an like opening. Moved. Thing is classified as non-sentient, and we haven't found anything to the contrary. But that hardly explains why it's winning. <laughs> Yeah, the reason this is one of the best, not just because it's a creative idea, but it's got a shitload of test logs, and they're so much fun to read. Yeah, yeah like the ones with a lot of experiment or exploration logs are usually good. Yeah. Um, so, some of them also imply that the thing has some sort of sense of humor, because, uh, like, for example, once they, they did something, put something in relating to the, relating to the lizard, and what they, what they got is... No, they they did something with cell phones, and what they got is it spit out a cell phone that had uh, a number on it that just said uh, SCP-682 uh, or whatever it was. And when they called it, it turned out there was suddenly like a cell phone in the uh, in the containment cell of the of the lizard thing. And one of one of the researchers basically like said, "Okay, I I ain't fucking around with this thing thing anymore. It has like fucking SCP-682 on speed dial." <laughs> Yeah. Um. What was the, what was the uh, one? I'm trying to find it. Yeah. There we go. Was a mass-produced supermarket. Oh, two corpses appeared in the testing chamber. Corpses have yet to be removed due to their lack of significance. Note, and there's a little side note. Why are we testing it again? <laughs> Basically, they put the shitty beer in and they put it on very fine and create this bat black viscid fluid that royally fucks you up. Even the researcher, he's like, I forget why I'm doing things. There's two dead people. I don't... They're... Oh, I don't care. Uh, There's actually kind of a funny implication. Like, it's literally like it basically turned it into stuff that makes things unimportant. Yeah. And then, uh... The one bottle of high-quality beer, setting one-to-one, output a box of a wine with quality comparable to the beer. One bottle of high-quality beer, setting very fine. Output... A small glass orb filled with a glowing gas. Mass is identical to the beer bottle. Later testing revealed that the physical contact with the orb produces an inspirational effect on the subject. D-8742, upon contact with the object, requested a sheet of paper which he folded into a paper data expunged. Update. It's been five months since D-8742's termination, and that thing is still in the air. Possible SCP classification. Like, he folded some intricate paper airplane kind of thing through it, and it won't come down. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, the, uh, what was the... Also, there was... And, of course, like they put a handgun in there. They put it on, like, course, and it and it took it apart. Um, they even tried, like, putting things in twice. They, and I like this one. They put in a, a Beretta 98 handgun, put the setting on fine, and they got... A magazine, and then they tested the magazine, and it, uh, oh no, they did, they put it in there. Then they took the magazine from the previous test, put it in again, set it to fine again, and they got another cartridge. They put it in the cartridge. I think they tested the regular cartridge on fine, and they did something else. And it shot magic bullets. Like, they shot once, what was it? They shot once, and then it hit one person, and flew around, and found six other people, because there were six bullets in the magazine. And then they basically, for, uh, safe to say, right here, I think it's safe to say the cumulative trials appear to have an exponential rate of increase to, on the anomalous effect of the item. In other words, two fines create a far more dot, 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 powerful effect than a very fine. Thank God he didn't shoot him in the head. 
Oh, yeah, because I think he shot one guy in the foot, so it went around and hit five other people in the foot. <laughs> I think the the fine and very fine gen- generally tend to have the most uh, interesting ones. Yeah, because because they're working less with directing than more with concepts and themes, which is actually like something one researcher pointed out. Like the purpose of this SCP didn't appear to be for for any sort of practical function. It appears to be actually be an entertainment device. Mm. Although you can get good shit out of it. Like yeah. what, was, what was the one of players where they put a Bible in there? Oh yeah, and uh, they set to one to one and got a Korean. <laughs> And what was it? Let me try to find the Bible. Yeah. Which is which is actually very funny if you know how the Quran originated. Mm-hmm. Um, cost me dollars. Let's see. Uh, oh yeah, the King James Bible. Yeah, I find in these logs. Yeah. Or for example, they they had one incident where they simply put like the file on the SCP itself in there and put it on a fine. And the output was a huge, massive binder full of information about this particular SCP. But it was all in hard-to-understand diagrams and languages that nobody speaks. <laughs> and like, he gave them all the information they could ever have on it, but they can't read it. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, they put it on very fine, and it was just the data, but it was on one sheet of paper. But every time you flipped it over, it went to the next page. It's like, it's it's harder to flip, it's harder to read through everything, but it's very easy to store. Uh, here we go, the King James Bible. It <coughs> said it's a fine, one book with leaden pages and a golden cover, language unknown. Uh, they did to one-to-one for another one, and what hand-illustrated copy of the Dead Sea Scrolls on new papyri. Uh, they put one in to fine and one DVD containing animated accounts of all the Bible stories. Mormon Jesus. <laughs> yeah. uh, another setting of fine. One statuette, human in form, quotes Bible passages at random unless prompted either by book or by a short phrase from the Bible, in which case it continues from that point. Voices are appropriate to persons in Bible. Narrator is a neutral voice of ambiguous gender unless the book is attributed to a particular person, in which case voices is appropriate to that individual. And then put in on very fine. One book with seemingly infinite pages, current count exceeds 2 million, containing copies of religious texts with commentaries and footnotes from all known religions in multiple different languages, plus some religious texts from currently unknown religions. <laughs> yeah, this one's just, it's a, it's a blast to read, just when it gets a fine and very fine. Some of it's funny if they put an animal in there and set it to rough or coarse, because <laughs> it, it's basically just, ugh. Uh, yeah, and, and and one of them, one of them, all, one time it also produced like a little small statue of the lizard, <laughs> and, and and everyone in the entire room basically collectively shit themselves. <laughs> um, someone put some money in there, and they put it to very fine, and it came up with like a copy of a, it was like a a share of a, in a company, and that day, the share that that company went up like a shitload of points. So the person who put the money in made a shitload of money. <laughs> oh, yeah, and one was uh, five prints of a painting, basically. They put it to very fine twice. One of them was a print of an untitled painting, later definitively confirmed by art experts to have been produced by the artist, despite there being no record of its existence. The painting depends, depicts data redacted, in addition to the original painting. Uh, and then they put another one to very fine. A blank piece of paper with the mimetic property of inducing observers to believe that it is a pipe. The, the, I think the original painting was of a pipe. 
The paper, the paper was accidentally destroyed by Dr. Whoever, who placed it in his mouth and set it on fire. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Whoever was treated for minor burns to his face but was otherwise not injured. And it's actually an art-related joke, too, because it's a reference to that one painting which has a pipe on it, and, it's, and it has written underneath, this is not a pipe. <laughs> the, the joke of the painting itself being that, or rather the point of the painting itself being that it actually isn't. It's just a depiction of a pipe, but it actually isn't a pipe. Hmm. So it's basically, so basically like the original tried to make the point that what we see on paintings isn't actually like what they show. It's just a just a recreation. And I like this. They five pounds of raw ground beef. They put uh, one pound each first rough, and then they they got one pound of beef slurry. Put in fine one pound of medium cooked round steak. They put in fine again one pound one pound pile of beef jerky. I like this machine already. <laughs> put in another pound of raw ground beef. Set it to very fine. Two half-pound flank steaks, well done and lightly drizzled in gravy. It's like, oh, I like the, I like the implication here. So they did it again. It's like, oh, awesome. Let's do it again. Let's get some more food. Put in a very fine output. Data expunged. Subject terminated with no casualties. <laughs> so yeah, the Clockworks SCP-914 definitely one of the best. If the idea is cool, the logs are even better. And let's. I think we should. Uh, Actually, I should quickly mention my favorite SCP which is SCP blank. And it's actually so short, I can actually read the entire article in a few seconds. Item SCP blank, object class blank, special containment procedures in a box in my office. Description, it's a rock that makes you procrastinate. Addendum, probably mimetic or something. Mm -hmm. I'll finish writing this up later, Dr. <laughs> Van. <laughs> Of course, then they kind of ruined the joke in trying to make it scary, because then they wrote that fucking retarded story where, the, where that rock causes the end of the world. Well, fuck the stories. It's all about just the SCP entries. Yeah. The stories are basically fan fiction. Um, since there's so many good ones as opposed to bad ones, let's talk about a couple more good ones. Um, the Debate Pedestal is one of my favorites. It's, it's called it's SCP-1101-1101. Um, they call it the, uh, an interesting topic. It's a pedestal, and if you put something on the pedestal, it was originally classified safe. They had to reclassify it. Euclid. Uh, you put something on the pedestal, and anyone that sees it or hears anybody talk, well, anybody who sees it is compelled to have a debate about whatever's on that pedestal. And if anybody else hears the debate, they're compelled to join the debate. And whoever wins the debate gets the object. And it seems like just a little thing. You put a little thing on there, people debate about it. They put a wood block on there, and someone just made a remark about the wood block, and they uh, just started arguing about that function of the wood block, and then someone was declared the winner, so he walked up and took it and walked off. But then they had to reclassify it because the rate at which it spreads, like every single person that hears the debate will join the debate. Like if this got out of control, this could actually almost end the world. Because you could just get people going on about this fucking one thing that's on the pedestal and consider. Yeah. <laughs> Did, right, didn't because... they have like one that was data redacted where they put a political batch on it? Yeah, they put like a, a campaign button on there, and apparently the people that were in the experiment like almost killed each other in a fight. <laughs> and it was like uh, a new order, like they had to put in policy, don't put anything controversial on SCP-1101. Uh, but yeah, that was so they had to kind of reclassified as Euclid for shit like that. But it's just a really cool idea. I really like the whole premise and how like the 
the rules to this one, and then the the log, the tests they did. Yeah, like it doesn't matter how knowledgeable a person is, they will get passionate about it anyway. Yeah. Like a postcard depicting Claude Monet's water lilies was put on there, and then some of the doctors started talking about it. And then they start getting into like thing like my mother was what? Yeah, that was that was pretty good. And I like the little because like both both of them were like art enthusiasts. Yeah, and, and then, then uh, I like the little addition here from like another one of the staff. In the absence of staff who are able to act like adults, I recommend that testing of SCP-1101 between coworkers be avoided. You know, it's it's this is it was it was a really creative one, really good. It's got a picture. I always like pictures. But yeah, I really like that one. Indeed. Yeah, the, the, the conversation, this conversation was pretty great. It's like, I don't know, I prefer portraits myself, but I think Renard does them better. Renard, have you been to the museum or say? And then redacted. That's absolute trash. You think my tastes are trash? You probably think Manet and Monet were twin brothers. You're saying this when you haven't even been outside of blank. You pretentious little, my mother was what? <laughs> And they, uh, they had to add a month's worth of supplies for 20 people to the room with the pedestal just in case. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty great. Uh, Max, do you have a favorite that isn't a joke? Um, <laughs> that's actually a good question, but I, I guess one of the ones that aren't a joke that I genuinely like is the coffee machine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the one that produces any drink you want, literally. Yeah, yeah. They had to classify you. They had to classify Euclid because of some of the shit that it produces. Yeah, like for example, one of them simply typed in the best drink ever, and apparently it was because directly after that he killed himself, and the suicide note just read, "Anything after that would just be a letdown." <laughs> and or, uh, or, or one of one of them typed in a cup of Joe and expected to get coffee, but what he actually got was the insides of a guy named Joe. Yeah, like one of the other guys that works at the foundation, like all of a sudden he just died and vomited blood, and when they did an autopsy, his innards were gone, and these innards poured out of the machine into the cup, and when they data tested it, it was Joe's innards. (laughs) Yeah. Or, or like, for example, like one of them just typed in something that will kill SCP-682. The dragon. Yeah, and the, and the entire place was basically vaporized. Yeah. Like, technically, this thing could kill that SCP, but it'll just kill everything else around it if you try. <laughs> Maybe that's why they don't nuke the dragon, because they know, like, you know what, if worse comes to worse, we'll use the coffee machine. Yeah. You know, because that's that's the most deadly thing. Yeah. Actually, yeah. because uh, part of the part of the reason, we actually, in preparation for this episode, the three of us kind of talked about why don't they just fucking kill the dragon? Like, the, the implication seems to be they're trying, they're... they're Almost experimenting with it to a degree. Yeah. And they have enough things on hand where they could just kill it if they wanted to. Like this yeah. thing. There, there's like an in-universe and an out-universe reason. The more flimsy in-universe <coughs> reason is they want to try to basically like whenever they have something destructive, they want to test it out on that thing. Right, and unless something is an immediate like worldwide existential threat, they try not to terminate it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because the thing is, like, if they wanted to kill it or get rid of it, they could very, very easily do it just in an afternoon. Bam, problem solved. But yeah, I like to use the coffee machine. I like the and, fact that their big uh, Mary Sue dragon, if, uh, props to whoever wrote this article, because their Mary Sue dragon can easily be killed by a coffee machine. <laughs> yeah. 
And the and the out universe reason is because everyone on the entire website has a raging hard on for that thing. Yeah. So of course they'd never kill it off. Yeah, it's 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 a Mary Sue basically. But yeah, the coffee yeah, machine. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what the... All these guys furries. Yeah, really. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, and another one I really liked. It's actually odd. Like the food-related ones are often pretty good. Mm. Like that's a bunch of them. Like for example, there's one that's just a pizza box that gives you whatever pizza you want, and they just put it in the break room. Because <laughs> <laughs> why the hell not? <laughs> uh, so that was kind of funny, like how how casually they used that one. One of my favorites is another one of the uh, the non-scary SCPs, and it's the Tickle Monster. I forget the oh, number. Yeah. But it's basically an amorphous blob that makes, like, squeaky noises, and I think it can communicate. I forget how they communicate. I think it writes down stuff, like they put a pen in the mass and the writes down on paper. And it's, like, this happy, friendly blob that, like, wants to play all the time. It's like a happy puppy. If it sees that you're down, it will, like, go to you and try to make you feel better. And, it, like, whatever it's made of, if you touch it, it, like, it makes you laugh, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel better if you're down. It's a it's a blob of happiness with a little squeaky voice. Everybody loves it. They use it for therapy. Like they give someone suppressed them. That uh, you know, the, everyone calls it the tickle monster. Go say fucking give him five minutes with the tickle monster. It'll make him happy. Make the tickle monster happy. Make everybody happy. Even the malicious SCPs won't hurt it. <laughs> like, like they they tried it out on the dragon and it just ended up tickling the dragon until they took it away and then the dragon like killed everybody. It's like don't ever bring that thing to me again. <laughs> yeah, and it actually laughed. Yeah. Which which was thought impossible. And then like when and then all the tickle monsters just basically responded, "I want to play with my new friend again." <laughs> it's, it's a blob. It's it just it's a feel good article to read. It's a blob of happy. It wants like- to make people happy. It likes you and wants to make you feel good. And yay. I like the ones like that where you, you have these ano- weird anomalous things that aren't harmful and can actually be beneficial. Yeah, because it, it it breaks up the monotony of of what would be if it was just a bunch of creepy possums. Yeah, yeah and realistically, have, you'd have a bunch have. of pills that cure everything. Yeah, but there's only so many. Like, yeah, they can't reproduce. They try, but they can't replicate them. It's like realistically, not everything would be out to harm people. Yeah. yeah, they 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 actually used like one of the pills and threw it in the threw it in the clockwork thing, and what they got out of it was a locket that has like some sort of radiation to it, and basically if you're exposed to it for a while, it'll heal all your injuries and ailments, pretty much like almost all of them. And anyway, but if a person is exposed too much to it, basically their their body will start improving in a sense. And it, it's pretty much implied it basically turns them into some sort of, like, biological super mutant, like some sort of abomination, yeah, like, which is well, really hard to kill. What first happens is you start getting cured. Then you start getting healthier. And then you start getting, like, maybe stronger or whatever. Then it starts going overboard and you start growing too much muscle and growing too much skin. And you become this massive shit that's, like, fucking impossible to kill because you're so damn prime. And it's like you're basically like a mass of fucking unkillable skin with the perfect circulatory system and fucking healing properties and shit. And it actually, basically, by putting a pill into the clockworks, they created a new SCP. Yeah. Indeed, they did. Mm. Uh, actually, yeah, there were there were also two other food-related ones. Like one of them was a plate that turns whatever food you put on it into the most 
unhealthy, greasy fucking stuff ever, and also makes it really appetizing. They they actually tried killing the lizard with it, of course, uh, and by basically like creating like a special burger for it, and it kind of got a heart attack from it, but it didn't die, and mm. then just ate the next one, and then ate all the researchers. Mm. And the the experiment log of that thing like has has them first like put some put like the the more healthy foods on it that then get turned like into really unhealthy equivalents, and the the part where they put like a Luther burger on it was just completely expunged. <laughs> yeah. And another another one that has a really long experiment log is like a machine that basically dispenses food in exchange for yen coins. And uh, that that one also has like has like some creative stuff. The, probably the the best one out of that is what happened when they put uh, when they put in a fake coin, like a counterfeit coin, to get something out of it. And they did in fact get something out of it. And what they got is like a little packet of uh, like gummy bears, pretty much. Except they were all in the shape of middle fingers, <laughs> and the doctors who the doctor who got that interpreted that as a threat and had it analyzed, and it turned out they they were just pretty much gummy bears, except all of them had lethal doses of potassium cyanide in them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going. So yeah, that, that machine is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there was another one. That I really liked. That was I, I like the weirdness of it. <clears throat> Part of it I thought got hokey, but it was uh, it was a VHS tape. I think it was called Ronald Reagan being sliced and something. Or oh whatever. yeah. Oh, Ronald yeah, Reagan that's... cut up while talking. Yeah. And it was a VHS tape. It was an old kind of grainy VHS tape of an Ronald of a Ronald Reagan speech. In the background, sometimes there would be a hooded figure with like a, in a black robe with like a pointy hat. It looks like a black. KKK guy. Yeah, it looks like one of one of the characters from Kanye's black skinhead music video. Right, it's, really um, yeah. it's like a 1981 because that's the year he was sworn in. Yeah, and like every time you watch it, it's a, the speech is different. He goes on weird tangents about cannibalism and rape, and he it's it's like completely nonsensical. Like the, yeah. the sentences don't even make sense. He just starts bringing shit up, yeah, and then and like, like one of the one of the uh, transcripts mentions that. It's been like the last known sighting of this hooded figure because it's absent after all other playbacks, and it wasn't. It didn't have Ronald Reagan at all or anyone else. It's just a really long shot of the podium, and it shows that figure walking there and then standing in front of the podium for like 20 minutes, and after that it goes to black and it has an has a red uh, red has a frame with red writing on it that says I see you. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I they actually showed that thing to Ronald Reagan. That's the part I thought was kind of hokey. And then it goes in the whole thing where like it did something to Reagan and he killed himself or whatever. Maybe that's yeah. why it got all actually, actually, was dumb. That was actually, the dumb part. Like, actually, this is this is another. This is actually where we can quickly get inside. Like one of the things that's kind of distasteful about it, it's the Ronald Reagan one and another one which I'll get into shortly. The Ronald Reagan one, like the story, I won't even say implied. It outright stated that his Alzheimer's was simply a result of, like, agents of him basically stealing a bunch of the amnesiacs and giving him an overdose. So, like, his his family then invented the excuse that he had Alzheimer's and had to retire, and then he soon died. So uh, that's, that's the one thing. And the one that actually kind of pissed me off was something that was a 
kind of a neat idea, but the way that they did it is kind of gross. Namely, it was a knife, like a generic kitchen knife, except it had like a special property. Namely, anyone who uses this thing to kill anyone, uh, everyone else will just not care. Like, even if you like were to stab a man right in front of a crowd of people, they just wouldn't care and would just go on about their business. Wouldn't even like have a second look for you. But the thing is, the description of the SCP describes where it was first found, and the description pretty much basically outright states that this is the knife that was used to murder Kitty Genovese, which, for those of you not in the know, is a woman who was uh, murdered in New York uh, like a few decades ago. And, Brutally uh, raped guy, and murdered. Yeah, the, This the wasn't guy, just a stabbing, this was a horror show. Yeah, the, the guy who, who killed her basically, like, had raped her, and she actually escaped from him and got so far as the door of the apartment complex and also, like, screamed for help and all that. But at that point, he caught her and dragged her back in, and then for 20 minutes, he basically, like, mutilated and tortured her some more, and then he killed her. And there were reportedly, like, uh, at least, like, several dozen people who had in some way witnessed this and did nothing and this incident is what what caused the uh, pretty much like caused the coining of the term bystander effect which is if there's a bunch of people instead of just one seeing an atrocity the likelihood is higher that none of them will do anything because everyone subconsciously thinks someone else will take care of this so uh, that's that's so that's how that got created, and the the article basically implies that the bystander effect actually isn't real, and it was just some sort of SCP that made people not care. Yeah, I can understand being inspired by this incident, but inc- incorporating the actual incident is uh, fucking tasteless. Yeah. And again, that's coming from us. Yeah. <laughs> Like we are saying something is tasteless. In that you fucking say something. Yeah. I mean, I am the Hyman Slayer, after all. Yeah. Actually, speaking of other stupid, you know, just wait, people are going to call us hypocrites for not mm-hmm. that. Anyway, actually, another one I thought was kind of stupid is, like, the, the chess box thing, which is, like, this, this evil box that is, like, a chess program, in a sense, and it does, uh, like, apparently some sort of horrible shit. And uh, it's it basically like it basically pretty much states that the, that the artificial intelligence in this box are like the brains of two daughters of some Russian chess player or whatever, and uh, like it it like corrupts data and all that. And the last addendum has like a has like a file that's labeled as corrupted and it says like uploading for a whole bunch of times. And the idea is that you're bored by the uploading text and you just scroll down and then, oh, no, there's suddenly like a shock image of two demonic-looking little girls. It's literally the text equivalent of a jump scare. Yeah. That is retarded. Also, it's one of the highest rated ones, of course. Uh, It's mildly clever, but to what end? You know what I mean? Like, I see what you did there. You used the fact that someone was going to scroll a bunch to initiate a jump scare using, like, a page, like a web page. Again, it's clever, but to what end? It's cheesy jump scare. Yeah, that's actually the thing. Like, the the term jump scare is actually a misnomer because it's not scary. It's startling. 
Yeah, no jump scare was ever scary. What the people mean when they call it jump scare is that they're startled. Yeah, which is obnoxious. That is, that it's that it's not scary. It's it's the horror equivalent of that asshole that hides behind your door when you walk in the room and he goes boo, and then ha, I got you. <laughs> so why do people punch that asshole out, but then go see like these shitty horror movies that does that do this for like constantly for two hours? I will or never understand that. Worse, you could be watching Paranormal Activity. And this with that movie. Or, or rather, Paranormal Non-Activity. <laughs> that's why that movie should never be taken without riff tracks. That's Doctor. That's Doctor Prescribed. Yeah, he's got like five billion sequels and also spin-offs where one guy rapes his own <coughs> sister because he's possessed by a ghost. Edgy. Actually, actually, I'm surprised that hasn't become an SCP yet. <laughs> Give it time. These, these guys seem to like their rape. Uh, but, but yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, one of the other one of the other good SCPs um, I like is the Leviathan. It's simple, but it's cool, and it's got some images. And it's basically a giant fucking thing that's like off the the so- southernmost coast of South America. At least that's where it is now. And it takes a, it like winds across the coast. It's like a serpentine thing that's like miles and miles and miles long. It's like and based it, on the. Uh... The world serpent from uh, Norse stuff. Yeah, and basically, like, they can't really contain it. They can only watch it and try to keep people and things away from it. I mean, like, it literally wraps – it can wrap around an entire coastline. It's fucking enormous, and and I like the way that everything's done. Also, it's, again, it's not too much of that one, but just the way they go about it and, like, the way they found it and the way they keep an eye on it. It's all, it's all good read. There's another one that are these, like – these um, I don't know what they what do you call them? like these drone things that fly in a pattern and relay messages in a bizarre language and if you interrupt their flight path what the fuck did they do it wasn't a laser but they they did something destructive as shit I can't remember um, and then they would fly around in this path and they would uh, drop down near this area in the desert relay a signal and then go back on their path. And they were trying to figure out what the fuck this th- these things are doing. Um, they can't even figure out everything. They they got that some of the data they're collecting is radiation levels, um, and that it might be aliens or somebody. They don't know who the fuck these things are talking to. But I like that because it's like an it's like they still don't know what the fuck they're doing, but they have a better idea. And like they're ch- sort of figuring out, but even then, it just hand- raises more questions. But it's done in a really, really good. It's done really well. Um, and I like like you read it, and it doesn't tell you what it is, but you get implications. Like maybe it's aliens waiting until our world is radioactive enough for them to inhabit, or maybe it's something else that's a re- the radiation for. Maybe it's some. Maybe are they putting things. You don't know, but we know what they're doing. But we don't know why. Maybe it's just light from Batman Beyond. <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he's tired of wearing fucking skin all the time. Just keeps cracking whenever he gets mad. Yeah. And and since we were speaking about rape earlier, guess I should bring up two more SCPs. One of them is pretty much like a section of a highway, where if you pass some sort of arbitrary speed limit. A police car will basically appear and uh, with a cop in it, and he will basically like no matter how fast you are, he will overtake you, and he will pull you out and beat you or also rape you, and that's it. And they had really no way of containing or stopping this thing. 
then it's like implied like in the newest appearances it doesn't have a mouth it just has like a hole and red eyes oh <laughs> and and there's another one which is the coral one we we disagree on this one i like this one you don't um i think it's a good like lovecraftian kind of creature of like mysterious origins you don't know where the fuck this thing came from but I, I I like it. It's it's enough implication as to what it's made out of and what its biological process is and why it's dangerous. It's this big, massive thing that looks like coral, but uh, but upon, it's actually made of living beings. Yeah, it has it's these, sentient. Yeah, it's it is sentient. It's pol- It's got these polyps in the end that just like kind of eat shit. And there's the and the the sort of hole where it sucks things in. It's lined with human teeth, and it, and drag- it tries to rape you. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't try to rape you, because yes, it, it did. no, because what it does is it infected that dude. Because there was logs of the people that got taken down there, and infected that one dude with its reproductive shit, because its its waste and its reproductive material are mixed into this slurry that it just shit barfs out, and into because it's underwater and shit barfs out this this stuff into the water, this slurry. And if the slurry gets on your skin, it starts to turn you into it, but in, like, a human version, because I guess that's how this thing started and just became a big clump of this. It's like a dome. Yeah, it has a bunch of faces. Yeah, like, inside its stomach, it's lined with faces. And if this guy got infected by the stuff and turned him crazy, and he had, like, a fucking boner for the other person he was exploring with, and because of that, he tried to rape her, but it was only like a brief attempted rape, and she shot him in the face. But like it was more like just taking his innate thoughts and desperation and just turning it into madness. It wasn't the monster trying to rape. It's not like the monster had rape tentacles and grabbed the female of the group and. Well, start, not the monster and, he had. And, and like, and it, it wasn't like enacting fucking hentai inside that thing or anything, but. It was basically kind of was, but I really, I mean, it just started. Nah, 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 come here, I got my tongue out. I'm gonna get you, and then she shot it. I mean, it was it, it wasn't fucking procedure one ten Montauk. It was just the dude went nuts. Yeah, but only because she shot it. <laughs> it was it was I mean, easily preventable. Fucking suit. It was easily preventable. Yeah, but, it fucking like already was at her butt. <laughs> but I mean, it was still easily preventable. Bang. It was just the guy. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't like this is what the monster does. It, make, it makes you into a rape monster. No, it's just this guy ha- was in love with her. Yeah, but in that one incident, it did. Yeah, but I'm saying it's not inherent in the monster. No, it's not. But it it still happened. I'm saying like the, the monster was so edgy. I think I just got a paper. Cut. I wasn't trying to be edgy. It was the whole monster horror thing of the inside of the monster and. Yeah, but I, do we really need rape with that. It it was why why not? It wasn't full on rape. It was him. Oh, it was a monster. Now he's gonna get you. I don't fucking. It was. It's not fucking. It's not fucking using that the whatever her name was rape, murder, and mutilation for an SCP. It wasn't Procedure One Ten Montauk. I'm not losing any sleep because fucking crazy monster man tried to get him some. I ain't. It, it ain't. It ain't making <laughs> Actually, sense. just based on the article alone, you can't even tell that he didn't succeed. Yes, you can. Because uh, he tried. He went for it, and then she shot him. 
It straight up says, because the, the point of this article, folks, this one is that expunged data was released. 05 said, you know what, you can read this. So there were a couple, and I like how this was set up. This is one of the reasons I like this one. You read the article, and you got the two sections that are data expunged. You can click on them now, and you get the extra article. And getting the extra information adds stuff, stuff you didn't know, little extra tidbits, like the fact that the sergeant in charge of this exploration, because it wasn't D-class. It was like their agents that were in there. And the sergeant in charge was a woman, which was a neat little touch. Like, oh, that was a girl. You were reading this and thought it might be a dude. But no, but it was a lady. And the the, the private, well, I'm just going to say private. It's not their agents, but it's it's a rank. Uh, that went in was like this dude that was a rookie and had a, like was had a crush on her. And added this whole extra thing. And then his his personal, like the dude was scared shitless and... She was feeling a little scared, but she had to hide it. And a little extra stuff. And I like that touch that you read it once, and then you get a little extra things after you're done reading it. And now it's a whole new story. Um, but I, I like the, how the whole thing went, the, the, the account of getting sucked into that thing. Like their, their period of time, the long period of time where they were like completely wrapped up. They were basically in a throat when they were first eating, like slowly getting pulled down. Like the muscles contracting around them to pull them down, it was like super tight. Like they can't even see because I mean it's like I mean literally they're like fucking squeezed into this throat. And so like that whole experience and like the atmosphere of that, and then getting pulled into the stomach, and then you know it's all dark and they turn on the lights and oh it's lined with faces and they start shooting and like what are you doing? Don't that's not doing anything to it. And then it fucking zacid and they. Run and they find the exit. It's like the anus or whatever the fuck. And they go in there, but it's the slurry, and the slurry got in the dude's suit. No, no, it's it a neat little monster cosmic horror kind of story. Not cosmic horror, but it's a Lovecraftian kind of shit. Oh, it was shapeless, freaky shit. It was good. I liked it. I liked it. I mean, it's easy to make cute little jokes. Oh, it's Coral AIDS. He went for the butt. But it's. But it's, you know, it's, it's still overall, the whole thing, overall, it's a good monster, it's a good log. Yeah, you, you have to give the okay, guy who wrote it credit. Okay, fine, all jokes aside, then, if it bothers you so much. It's not that bothering me, but I... make fun of something you like. It... But here's the thing, I did find it not scary and not interesting. I like that, I mean, I, I like the, the little extra bits you get from the expungement. And I found the rape thing gratuitous. I, we disagree there. But everything aside, Max, he at least wrote the whole thing out. Like he didn't use the expunge stuff to, uh, you know, cover up gaps in his writing. Yeah, at least that I, they should all write like that. Yeah. I mean, because uh, because they, I, I I like about this article that it showcased how fucking pointless the expunge stuff stuff in most of them is. I mean. Because, yeah, like, for example, the rape thing, you could already infer that even in the censored version. I don't, I don't know if you could. I mean... Yeah, yeah, you really could, because because she was asked, like, in, in the censored version, it was, she was asked, like, did it get through the suit? Then it says, like, data expunged, and then she says, no. The, the only the only way they could have had it more obvious if they had in the source if they like had once again like a, a side in the source code like in all caps yes she did get raped in flashing neon pink a she didn't get raped b that doesn't that doesn't uh, 
assume rape. It assumes that, like, an attack and infection, but it doesn't assume <laughs> yeah, yeah. sexual nature. Whatever, whatever you want to call it. Point is, it was obvious that it did get through the suit. That's what I meant. Yeah, but still, there's no, there's no rape. No saying, don't, don't be so damn picky with your, like, you got a trigger, Max. You got, we got a trigger warning for you. We got to make trigger warnings for you. You trigger by, by implications of rape. What do you mean implications of rape? He tried to rape her. Rape didn't succeed. So what? Try it was still rape. Is, is it suddenly not rape if you fail? Yes. Then it's just attempted rape. It, you didn't. But it's still rape. It no rape. No rape happened. <laughs> it wasn't a rape. No penetration happened. You mean? There was not. The best the 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 infected dude got to was a little groping. I think maybe maybe a dry hump. There was. He didn't get to the rape. You have to actually rape to, for there to be rape. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that's how fucking rape works. <laughs> it's not. It's not Tumblr. It's like he grabbed my butt. I was literally raped today. <laughs> yeah, that's totally the same thing. <laughs> Good God, that's some logic here. <laughs> like, what did you suddenly get taken? Like, did you walk like through some sort of? Did you walk through this fucking thing too? And like the the slurry that you got infected is happened to be like the remains of a frat boy. <laughs> How is that a frat boy? To imply that you have to rape someone for it to be rape. <laughs> oh god. That 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 behind us. <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> One of the other ones I really like. There's an there's an office where all the supply, like some scientist that works at the foundation, died, and somehow his consciousness, or he was somehow incarnated into the objects in his office, like to the point where they serve like bodily functions. Like his brain is in the telephone. If you pick up the phone, you can talk to him. He can make the phone ring, but he says that it gives him a headache. <laughs> Um, his, the, there's a pencil sharpener that's like a mouth. You could, you feed him shit in the pencil sharpener. Feed him pencils. He eats it. Feed him too. He loves it. Um, there's a filing cabinet that they don't really know exactly what it's for, but if you put something in there, he can interact with it. So they, they give him like filing work to do to keep himself busy. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll put a book in there so he can read it. Um... They, there's a couple other things they don't know what they're for. Like there's a ruler. They they have no idea what purpose they serve, but he freaks out if you take him out of the office. Um, I think it was like a ruler and something else. I don't remember. Something. But like they don't know what the hell they're there for, but apparently it's – And there was a water cooler. Water cooler. No, the water cooler was his bowels, I think. Yeah. That's splatter. So like, yeah, don't drink that water. It's just piss. <laughs> um, that was his bowels. Um, uh, yeah, I think the ruler was one. Of, the ruler was one of two things that they just could not figure out the fuck it's for. But apparently, it's part of him. Uh, he reported himself as an SCP, like as soon as it happened, and he got like a posthumous letter of recommendation or posthumous award or something. But they don't know if it's really him or just some anomaly that believes it's him. But it, yeah, which he actually pointed out. Yeah, like might not be me. 
But it's just it's a that's a fun one. I like that one. I like everything about that one. It was a fun read. It was that was, I like the one I like. I like the concept. The guy just became his office somehow. Another one I remember is like an SCP that's that's nothing really physical. It's more like a being that appears to people in in their dreams pretty much and it's like a like a person in like nineteen twenties type clothing. He sits like on a park bench. And basically, like, he, he pretty much, like, uh, in a sense, like, prophesizes disastrous events. And then they uh, happen, like, in a, in a few months or weeks, always around that time frame. That reminds me of one of my favorites ever. I can't yeah. believe I forgot about this one until just now. I don't remember what number it was. But it was a, it was a book that if you, if you read, it was like a passage in there. You read the passage, and then you go to sleep. And then... You're approached in your dreams by a man dressed like a wizard called the Dream Weaver or something like that. The Dream Man. Oh, yeah. And he will give you whatever dream you want. And then you can, depending on how long your dream is, you'll sleep for different amounts. Like, like if you make a super fucking long dream, you'll sleep for a while. But it's still like dream time. So like a year is like a minute or whatever the fuck. Yeah, like like one one of them was one of them. They they had a test was like a really enthusiastic role player. And when he tried it, he slept for 48 hours, and they were actually getting worried. And when he woke up, uh, he killed himself. As it turned out, he had actually like spent 200 years in there. And uh, <laughs> and like the, the the guy, like the dream wizard or whatever he, he calls himself, like he basically like at one point like ended it because, as he himself said, like doesn't matter how nice it is or how long it lasts, like every dream at has to come to an end at some point. And what I like, this is kind of like the tickle monster. And what this is a good one of like some being that just wants to be nice. The guy, the being inhabiting the book, just wants to give you awesome dreams. And when the dude killed himself, the fucking like the book wouldn't work and the pages were getting wet. The implication that he was crying, it was cute. Yeah. And like then like one of the other scientists took in and cheered the dude because you can write. I think you like write in there in the book. Yeah. You write down you something. You can write a note and stick it in there. Yeah, and he wrote like something really nice. I don't think it said what the note was, but it's something really inspirational. And then they put it in, and the book works again. And I think they like they if you're the person now, they let them use the book if they want, but I think it has to be within limits. Um, and it's just nice. It's like this is magical being that wants to give you awesome dreams, and you can just have whatever dream you want. You go on fucking adventures, and he's like, yeah, I give you dreams. <laughs> I, just, I like that one. That one made me happy to read. And I like the little part where he was sad and the dude made him feel better. And then he went back in his work and was like, I was good. I like that. I feel good now after I read that. That was a feel-good SCP. That's why I read that one. I was in a good mood. I like that one. That was a good one. I wish I could remember what number that was. People I think it's 1230. 1230. Is it 1230? You got a link for that shit? Link that shit. Yeah, I just put it in the chat. Let me take a look here. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, as I was saying. Yep, that's the that. one. A hero is born. Yep, that's the yeah, one. That was it. I like that one. 1230. Go read that one, people. That made, that one was a good read. I like that one. That's like, and it's one of those ones that shows that, you know, they're at their best when they're just trying to be interesting and quirky instead of uh, terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, it's just here's a neat idea, here's what it does, and they just run with that. So uh, anyway, as I was saying, like this this being that like basically appears to the foundation members in dreams and prophesizes disasters, uh, it's very much implied that, for one, it's implied that the stuff that happens would have probably happened regardless. It's just that he tells them about it, 
Like for example, like like one guy says, like why why do you like do the do these things anyway? And he he basically says to them like that is that is uh, like a warning. Like he says this this isn't a, like this isn't a threat. This is a wake. This is your wake up call. And it's very much implied that he might be the the founder of the entire foundation. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I've not seen that one. Yeah. I think and, uh, uh, there there that does uh, bring to mind another one. One of the running things is that they can't decide what SCP number one should be. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple ones that are the, – the, the in-story reason is that SCP number one is such big shit, they actually had to put fake number ones, files for fake ones in order to throw people off that were trying to find out about number one. And even the fake ones have like a mental barrier kill switch thing that will like fry your brain if you try to hack in or learn yeah. too much or whatever. Um, some of them are dumb. Some of them are cool. One of them is literally just the angel that guards paradise with a flaming sword. Yeah, it's boring. Um, one of them's kind of neat. It's a a list of like each SCP. Like every time you look, open it, it's another SCP that they haven't discovered yet. And whenever they read that, it will then be discovered. Yeah. Um, Which uh, of course has implications. Yeah. Yeah, my my personal favorite as far as this, the SCP one proposals go is uh, something that's simply a winding path somewhere in a forest, and it just has like one peculiarity to it, namely that no matter like like when you walk forwards, like you kind of end up on a slightly uh, slightly higher level than you should be, which is in itself actually kind of really innocuous. It's just like you know, so what. If most people experience that, they would probably shrug it off. But uh, there's like a document attached from someone from the Overseer Council, and it pretty much explains that like this anomaly is how the foundation came to be in the first place. In short, what happened was this: like some guy who was like a who was like a scientist and an avid naturist, on he at one point walked that path, and he realized that when he came out of it, uh, the end result wasn't really fitting with reality. Most people would just shrug and dismiss it, but he uh, basically like trusted his senses so far that he thought that was odd. So he decided to investigate it, and from this anomaly, he basically did, like derived a whole bunch of mathematical calculations. And from that, like from from friends and so on, from mind, like-minded people, like the basis of this of this foundation basically formed. And essentially what this thing is, is like a tear in reality. And by, by using the knowledge they have gained from it, they were capable of altering reality itself. And so what they did is they themselves, like, as the document reveals, like they have never actually found an SCP in the entire history of the Foundation. They have, uh, all those reports are actually just made up because all the SCPs were created by them. Like, at, at first they made useful and smaller stuff but then basically it went out of hand and sort of it's kind of implied that they have started something that they lost control of yeah like scps or after a while after a while scps just started appearing out of thin air that they hadn't made in the foundation mind you they were just suddenly they were in containment as if they had always been there like uh, but yeah most of them were created by them like for example the lizard and then the guy from the overseers like pretty much explains like there were there were always reasons for what we had done, but I I can't remember like what they were for the life of me now. 
for example, they created like this clockwork thing that basically absorbs metals and grows, and like some people ran off with it and started some cult around it. And the cult, or, this cult is a reoccurring thing throughout SCPs. Yeah, yeah the, church the, the Church of the Broken God. Of the Broken God, yeah. Mm. Which, uh, by the way, the goal of this cult is to find a coin that can turn everything it touches into metal and throw it into this machine, which would basically mean it would overtake the entire Earth and turn everything into itself. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so um, so the guy comments, like, basically they... Uh, they did all this stuff, and he's, as he says, like, for example, I cut a little boy into ribbons and turned him into the flesh that hates, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And, uh, yeah, and as he, as he says, like, pretty much they, they started this now, so they can't stop it, and they'll just have to write it out until the end. Yeah, that one, I'm the one, I'm taking that one as canon for all the obvious reasons. Yeah. It's the most well thought out, it makes the most sense, it explains a lot. Yeah. Um, it gives context to some of the ones like the endless fucking pizza box. Yeah. You see why they made that thing. Yeah. Um, the, the the reason why why I like this so much is like twofold. One of them is it explains away all the internal contradictions that would arise if all the SCPs were to exist. Like for example, some of them are obviously like mythological beings and so on. Like others are Christianity. So obviously, if like as some of them imply, like for example, that one thing were true or Christianity were true, it would just be kind of odd considering what other SCPs uh, exist. So if all of them were just created by humans, it explains all the obvious themes that so many of them have. And for another one, it also, unlike all other creepypastas I've ever seen, it actually explains the malicious SCPs in a meta sense. <laughs> what I what I mean by this is. A problem with problem inherent problem with all creepypastas is that whenever you have like some sort of malicious being or entity or object, it never makes any sense. Like one, it make, doesn't make sense on how the people react to it, but mostly it doesn't make sense why this thing would act in this peculiar way. But even if it was a malicious being and just wanted to torment people, it wouldn't make sense for it to act in this like one specific way. But here it actually makes sense because they're like human designed human designs things, and therefore they're designed to commit atrocities in a very specific way and themed around certain things. It also explains how some of these uh, Keter class ones haven't destroyed the world yet. Yeah, because like Isn't if that... they've been around for hundreds of years, then. You'd think they would have at some point. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say this is the one that's the real one. I'm going to go with this one. It makes the most sense. makes the whole foundation make the most sense. I'm going with this one. Yeah. Um, another, there's a lot of really popular ones we're probably not going to get to. But in uh, general, like, oh, go ahead. Well, there's just one I want to bring up real quick, and that is Skip the Robot, since that's kind of a like a parody of the whole SCP idea to begin with. <laughs> right, because it's just this um, this robot that someone cobbled together out of scrap and tin cans and stuff, and it goes around collecting random objects and giving them to the researchers and you know, trying to basically be a SCP researcher. <laughs> I just, yes. I just yes. that's a cute little one. Yeah, there's some great ones. Like, there's an alien that's a painter. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's actually two more that I want to bring up real quick. Mm-hmm. One, one of them very quickly is one of the stupidest ones and one of the most convoluted I've ever read, which is 
one involving colors. Yeah, let's talk. We, oh, this is going to make it so long. Let's try not to go. We before we recorded this episode, we were finding SCPs. We went into a huge thing. We must have been talking for hours trying to figure this one the fuck out. Yeah. This makes no sense. Yeah. In short, the idea is as follows. It's based on the concept of color color photography arising. The idea is this. Originally, all the colors in the world that you see around you were actually black and white. Like, if you look at black and white photos, that isn't just apparently isn't just a limitation of photo photography at the time. No, that's how the world looked. But all the colors that we see are actually like the result of an SCP infection, which basically turned all the colors around. And the, the foundation couldn't stop it, and they just released like some sort of mimetic stuff around the entire world that basically made people think that's how colors always were. Problem with this is that gray is not a color in any sense. Like black and white are not colors. And even if you're trying to argue, well, well, we perceived it differently, like we perceived it as a color previously, even if you're arguing that, the problem is that between black and white, because after all, that's how these photos are, were made, like just in different gray tones, like it's shifting between light and dark. Even if it were colored in, it would mean that the entire world would just have one color. But that doesn't make any sense because they specifically said, like, for example, the blue of the sky and the green of the grass has been twisted into horrible and unnatural colors. So that can't be it. So what the fuck? Yeah, and you have no idea how long it took us to figure out that that's what it's trying to say because it is really roundabout about it. Yeah. What the yeah, I, I I actually had to had to fucking Google it, and I finally found like a post on Reddit that had like a commentary by the author that said also in an incredibly convoluted way, which we had to read three times until it actually made some amount of sense what he was trying to do. Yeah, that's probably the second worst one because it is not only convoluted and makes no sense but when you finally figure out what it is. Like, no, that's fucking stupid. No, it's it's actually the third worst one because the second worst one. Is the flesh monster with a billion tits? Oh God, no! I think I think the colors are worse than the tit monster just because it takes you two fucking hours to even fucking understand it. When you do, it's like, oh fuck you! <laughs> like a tit monster, you're in, you're out. It sucked. You wish you hadn't read it, and you're done. <laughs> colors one took us like I think it was hours to decipher what ended up being. An idiot idea. So, just for the time... It will probably lead to people saying we're stupid for not getting it. An an idiot idea that was explained in, like, five panels by Calvin and Hobbes. (laughs) Yeah, really. It was... Just for the... the, Which is probably where they got it from. And I think part of it is, like, we... Especially me, because y'all know, if, if you listen to the show, I will try to explain. So my philosophy is it's not a plot hole or it's not a bad idea until I can't come up with an explanation. I can deal with something if I can think, okay, it was probably like this or this probably happened. I'm not going to lose sleep if it, if uh, there's a plausible reason that just wasn't given. So I'm, I'm sitting there like, maybe it was just this or I think it was just like this. And i like, no, that didn't work. Uh Maybe, no, no. It was like hours of that. Like, what the fuck is this trying to say? And then it was like the simplest answer. It was like such a dumb answer. It was like the last thing we would have thought of because we were trying to give it intelligent explanations. 
Yeah, it's 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 it really is sad when you try to figure this out and then you find out you put far more thought into it than the author ever did. Yeah. Oh uh, God. Yeah, so I, that's why I think it's the second worst one. But yeah, the tit monster is a is a good third. Oh God. That's Max, fucking... tell, Max, Andrew, one of y'all tell him about the fucking tit monster. Max. Oh, okay, fine, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> okay. The concept of this is essentially like it's it's a being called the mother. It's like this gigantic like flash flesh mammal thing which has a whole bunch of teats and there's like a bunch of animals sucking in it and a bunch of people. And the idea is that basically I cast this mind control quality in a sense that basically makes you more and more childish and infantile until you just can't resist the urge anymore and you start like sucking on its teats. And basically, the implication is it basically like turns you into one. It gives you diarrhea because you switch to a completely milk-based diet uh, after doing this, and you do nothing but suck on it anymore. And like before, uh, before people like are completely broken by it, they basically like sexually fetishize it, and it's implied you you can't uh, get it up anymore. For example, without like really weird shit reminiscent of this thing. Like probably involving breast milk or some sort of stuff, or for how shit for all I know, like whatever, like jerking off with feces or whatever, wouldn't be any stupider either way. But <clears throat> so yeah, there's basically like this gigantic orgy going on, and uh, it turns women into lesbians, and uh, it's just fucking terrible. And and the only reason why they haven't fucking terminated that thing yet because it's very also, like, it actually had explicit instructions to prevent people from tearing holes into it so they can fuck it better. <laughs> Which has, like, all the all the weirdest things. Like, uh, the only reason why they haven't destroyed it yet is because, like, a lot of high-ranking members, and it's implied one of the overseas council, at least, are using this thing for sexual purposes. Like, they, they just go in there, like, fuck around with it, like, for an hour, and then they have someone pry them off of it. And that's the end. Like, they, they could very easily kill this thing. It's just like a gigantic flash blob. You just set it on fire or shoot it or whatever. But they don't. It's, it's Even it, though it has literally no benefit. And let's talk about the uh, biggest attempt in that SCP to be edgy. I think you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I've, I probably forgot. It's uh, the account of... One person, I don't know if it was a member of the foundation or somebody, that got so obsessed with it that it is heavily implied that they went and uh, raped and murdered their own mother for, quote, not being good enough. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, God. What is it with the shitty SCPs and rape? <laughs> well, rape, like, instant drama. Just add rape. Yeah, apparently. It's the, the sign of the hackiest of writers. And incest, I guess. Yeah. Well, incest is usually there for fetishes. Rape is there to be edgy. Ooh, well, this this thing reads like a fucking fetish article. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like that's that's actually like the creepy thing about this thing. Like unlike unlike the like the little girl one very much reads like someone just trying to be like really hardcore and impress their goth friends. <laughs> but this one reads like it was written by a fucking fetishist. I think I saw the part you're talking about. Um... Men with already unstable or fragile egos find a strengthening and edible complex is often to dangerous levels. Three employees have raped and murdered data expunged. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh... It, that was fucking stupid. 
Isn't the entry called like Mother's Milk or something like that? On the uh, list, where no, they have like the mother. Oh, okay. I thought it was called something worse than that. Yeah, actually, speaking of milk, there's one SCP that gives you gigantic tits that constantly leak more milk. That is this SCP stuff. I didn't know about that one. That's also very fucking stupid. Yeah, I know, shit, you know. Actually, even if you're a man, it does the same thing. And if you cut them fetish. off, they just, they just immediately regrow. That's a fetish. That's someone with a fetish right now, shit. Guys that get rid of SCPs, get rid of that one. <laughs> well, it's actually, I think, fairly highly rated. Well, they love 110 Montauk. Of course, they love that shit. Yeah, it's like... Good God. Ah, there it is. SCP-686. Rating 64+. plus. Well, that's not that high. Uh, Opar, yeah, but high and too far too high. Opaque yeah. liquid, basically typical cow smell. Infection increases the host's lactation rate, or if the host is not lactating, causes it to begin doing so. It appears any mammal is susceptible regardless of gender. Swelling of mammary glands causing breast development in males increase sensitivity of the nipples in both males and females. Uh, milk is if the milk is extracted on a regular basis with milking intervals of no less than once every eight hours, the disease appears to remain stable indefinitely. Milking can be performed with a standard breast pump. A pump, if not milked adequately, mammary glands continue to develop. Left unchecked, this development will diverge from normal human growth patterns rather than remaining confined to a single pair of breasts. It will begin spreading down the front chest and abdomen. Additionally, pairs of nipples will develop. They will, the nipples will lengthen and thicken dramatically, uh, eventually resulting in a fleshy udder stretching along the entire front of the torso with between six and eight pairs of teeth. Become a human cow, basically. Yeah, can produce upwards to 40 liters of milk per day. You basically become that one cow chick from Mao, you. This is the maximum extent to which the disease will progress in humans. What's this thing written by Tom Preston? (laughs) (laughs) It reads like someone's fucking inflation fetish. It really does. Good. Sometimes they I, I, use I, I, SCPs I'm, to get off over at that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that they didn't write that the, like, the milk works as wonderful lube when you're trying to penetrate the nipples or some shit. Oh. <laughs> milk to be used for procedure 110 Montauk for easier penetration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Some, sometimes they're really bad. We don't like those sometimes. So yeah, this this episode's going on a long time. This, these are kind of fun to talk about, even when they're bad. We didn't um, even get to talk about Bigfoot. Yeah, yeah, fucking Bigfoot. It's just fucking Bigfoot is actually an ancient race that's going to rise up and kill us, and they're really smart <laughs> because we killed them, and they're going to get us back. And boogity they had boogity technology; boogity. it was just biological. Yeah, they they had the. the they lived in the bug colony looking things. They got Duke Nukem rape bugs. <laughs> it was like, oh no, I'm offended, trigger warning. It was like Bigfoot meets Morrowind. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. See, that one's stupid. Yeah, really stupid. Um, That's saying something. I think there's anyone we really need to talk about. On that one. There's a couple other good ones we didn't get to because we only have so much time. Oh, there was one I want to mention. There's a toaster. 
that oh, yeah. you are forced to talk about it in first person. You can't not talk about it in first person. Even the article is written that way. Even like the entry. Like there's something about it that causes you to talk about it in the first person. And like even if like you t- they, t- they took a screw out of it and showed it to someone who had no idea, never even heard of the SCP, and it's like, hey, yeah, that's my screw. Like it's just it, it's a flawless effect. And then like if you're around it too much, you start thinking you're a toaster. And like the people that lived in the house that had it, I think they like, killed themselves. Like a couple people tried to plug themselves in with their tongues and end up licking a socket and dying and shit. And like one stuffed a bunch of toast in their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a similar one that is a lamp that people keep referring to as Kevin. No matter what, no one can refer to it as a lamp. They keep dressing it like it's a person. And the longer you're exposed to Kevin, the worse effect it has on you, the point where you start anthropomorphizing light sources more and more. Like the, the house they found it in, the guy died, of course. And like there was stuff like there were beds where lamps were laid and covered up like they were laying in bed. Lamps were set on the couch like they were watching TV. Flashlights were arranged in weird ways and shit. And it's like, if you're just around for like a minute, you'll just like, yeah, it's Kevin. Don't hey, bring Kevin in here. And everything. Um, it's just weird little mimetic thing. But the longer you're in a room with the lamp, the more it fucks you up and starts anthropomorphizing light. Yeah. So that that was that was a nifty little like weird one. Yeah. Also, I'm sorry for how long this is, but I I, I can't we can't end this without mentioning the stupidest thing ever. What? Ah, uh, okay. Okay, so in short, there's this one SCP called such and such the clown, which is like a oh, baffle the clown, yeah, children, uh. yeah, children's videos which teach children how to be murder and be psychopaths and that, all that, which wouldn't be all that remarkable except for one thing. Right. Uh, there's there's like a bunch of extended there's like a bunch of like a fan fiction canon universe basically that they're building, which is like a scenario of what happens when basically like the apocalypse is just about to begin. Like I don't know how facts. canon this is, and we'll get into why in a second. Yeah, I I don't know how canon it is, but point is it's retarded. Yeah. Anyway, a bunch of people, including like some of the admins, are working on this. Is basically the scenario is. That the end of the world is almost near. There's a whole bunch of SCPs that want to destroy it. There's some SCPs that don't want to destroy it. There's been a split in the foundation. One of one of the foundation parts is like led by the uh, by the guy who originally like did the dreams. Like I mean the the original founder, and his idea is basically to have the world end, but have it end in a way that ensures humanity come out on top. There's other SCPs that want to destroy it, and the other half of the foundation wants to prevent the end of the world by any means necessary. Uh, which would actually, and there's a bunch of cults, which would actually be all fine and dandy, except it's so fucking stupid. Uh, this this clown character uh, is implied as some sort of malicious being, although actually kind of a really pathetic one because he is pretty much very ineffectual. Because after all, like the foundation just easily blocked his signal, and he's just fucking raging about it. But as it turns out, that clown is actually war. Yeah. Like, which, as in one of the four horsemen of the fucking apocalypse. Which kind of shows that this story isn't canon, because they have already have an SCP that is the four horsemen of the apocalypse. It's actually a good one. I can't remember the number, but it's the four. It's these four old guys that gather together at a diner in a regular interval, and they basically discuss, and they use cryptic ways of saying it, but they're basically saying, yeah, what do you think about humans? Uh, ah, 
they're doing pretty good. Let's let them still live. And if you do anything to prevent these guys from having their meeting, whatever they are, whatever horsemen they are, shit will break out. Like if like they think they they blocked uh, pestilence from from the meeting, so everybody in the surrounding area got super fucking sick and they got the plague and shit. Uh, they war they prevented war from the meeting. And uh, like fights broke out everywhere, and it's like, oh my god, which one is death? So we know to let him get there. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's twelve ninety five. Yeah, I think you're right. That one I really like because I like it's just the four horsemen. They're like they they take the appearance of these four older guys. They get together at a diner. They order food. They get the pancakes, or whatever. They get together. It's like, you want is it time to end the world? Now nah, we're good. Okay. <laughs> like yeah. the names too. Like one of them is named Warren. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, so, so like the clown is war, and it gets even stupider because it turns out that the lizard the lizard is also involved in this. And no, he's not one of the four horsemen. He's a horse. <laughs> it, like it literally like grows angel wings and starts like talking in a normal voice. That sounds like a fan fiction and right there. I, I know, and it turns out the the lizard is actually the horse of death. And Death is a little girl. The rape girl. No, not that one. It's the girl that makes everyone around them hate them, except the lizard, because, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, the little girl, if yeah. for some reason, everybody just fucking hates her whenever she's there around. Yeah, and try to kill her. But, yeah, the little girl is Death. <laughs> and yeah. she rides she rides the lizard with the angel wings. That that is that is a thir- that is like some sixteen year old creepypasta fan writing their Final Fantasy SCP fan fiction right there. Yeah, really. Or or there's like this elongated like thing where the clown as war like talks where the clown talks with God, and like the the God SCP is actually God in this scenario. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's the, the stupidest thing ever. That's stupid. It's not canon. We know which uh, the four horsemen are in SCP. It's the four old dudes. That's actually a really interesting, really good one. Go read that one. That's another good one. we got to end this shit. It's taking forever. So basically, SCP, most of it's good, some of it's bad, some of it's great. Go check it out. Just pick a random one. You're not going to read them all if you have a life. Um, just pick random ones. Pick ones that sound interesting by the name. There's even more we could talk about that we know of that we didn't get to, but this is taking too long. So, SCP, good, except sometimes. So, <laughs> from all of us here at the other side, I'm Cody Byer. I'm Max Vader. I'm Andrew Hicks. Saying, data redacted. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, even Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, even Thank you for listening to the A3K Network. Visit our website at anime3000.com to find even more content from the producers of this show. Be sure to share your thoughts about this episode by leaving some feedback in our comments section. Want to be featured on a future episode? Send your questions to contact at anime3000.com and address it to the podcast of your choice. You can even leave a voicemail at 954 780 6201. That's 954-780-6201. And as always, thank you for being you. <laughs>